0: Mike's got a rep. <clears throat> uh, Mike and JD have a reputation. <laughs> <laughs> well, can't hear you.
1: There we go. It was muted for a second. I was because I was over here playing games with stuff. So I just wanted to come in here real quick and let you guys know how much I love you guys. Welcome back to the true Christian ministry podcast. But because we saw Melissa and she swears that she can control this podcast, I have to say one more thing.
0: What, what are you laughing at? I didn't know even-
1: That's so funny. Done with you, man. We <laughs> yeah, good. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes, ladies and gentlemen. We, we come on when we want to come on. I just want to make that known. Welcome back to the True Christian Ministry Podcast. We are glad that you guys are joining us for our Monday episode. JD is trying to catch the oxygen right now, uh, but uh, no, we we are we are back and live. And tonight's going to be an awesome episode. I'm looking forward to it because it's one that we necess- necessary that we go back to this topic often. In fact, I believe. This is actually one of the very first topics this podcast ever really dove into. You weren't even a part of the show yet, JD. Yeah. You were, this is this this is the first topic that was important to uh to me to that we dove into. Um and that is how we speak about people, how we speak to people as Christians online. Uh but until we get before we get into that, guys, make sure you hit the like button, subscribe, all that fancy TikTok, YouTube stuff. Everybody watching on TikTok as well. You can listen in on TikTok but in order to come watch it, and be a part of the live stream got to come over to YouTube. And uh yeah, what's up, bro?
0: Yeah, good good to you, brother. Good in you. Blessed to be John. here as always. Um and you've already you've already made the introductions. Guys, please don't forget to share. Uh, <laughs> Big John, come back to the Catholic Church. Um that was Mal's fault. Three introductions because Mal said after 30 seconds Mike's going to eat a pickle, um which we know she, knows is not what she did. Happen.
1: She knows what she did. <laughs> she knows what she did. She made a decision. And, uh, <laughs> she made a decision and she has to live with it now that everybody lost a minute and a half of the show. And we're ending on time. You're not getting that back. It's gone forever.
0: <laughs> oh man.
1: Anyway, God is
0: good, guys. God is good. And and again, why 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 we gotta watch our tongues, especially everything happening in the world right now? For those of you who are in the faith, you would have heard about what's happening in Israel. Um we know that the times are truly challenging um, and God's people are really um, under attack. So right now, what we can do as the body of Christ is continue in prayer for all those people, and moreover, that they would come to the knowledge of the truth and belief in Christ Jesus, um, that this would be an eye opener for, for those that are lost and in that region and in that district. And, and that's what we're going to get into tonight. Um, Ooh, the the power that. of the tongue, man.
1: I'm glad that JD said that because we're going to start with a prayer. But before I start with this prayer, uh, I love that JD pointed out that in this moment, what is what matters the most is the gospel. And you'll understand why tonight's episode is so important. So I'm going to go ahead and pray if you want to join us. If you're watching this after the fact, you can still always join us because our Father is eternal. Therefore, our prayers can be eternal with him. Um, So Heavenly Father, thank you so much for allowing us yet again to come together and have this. uh, I don't even want to call it a podcast. It's become a community. People are recognizing each other. Uh, We've seen friendships grow. We've seen bonds created Uh, just in the comment section on the Discord. And that's really what matters. People are uh, supporting each other, bearing one another's burdens. And it's truly a body of Christ uh, connecting across the world. And we thank you for that. Father, we ask that you are present tonight as we deliver this message, because right now it is very important that we are ambassadors of of Christ. We are ambassadors of what it is to walk in the way that Christ has taught us. That way people can see exactly what the kingdom of heaven is. We need to represent that, Father. And tonight is a night that we really need to drive that home. So we ask that your spirit move, your grace be felt, and your love be felt. In Jesus' holy name I pray. Amen. 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 And If you heard it in the prayer, you heard it right now. If Christians don't understand this, it is more important than ever for us to be walking as Christians. And why, why this topic tonight? Because it feels like sometimes Christians think that that only matters in the physical realm. And I hate to tell you this, guys, but the universe that we exist on right now, social media, Internet, whether it be Twitter, which is now like X or whatever, Facebook, TikTok. We have, a, we have a virtual presence, a virtual footprint, and you are being looked at as what you claim to be, whether you want to or not. So just because you walk as a Christian in the real world, if you get online and you act like the world, you represent Christ that way. Like, I think there's this weird thought in some people's heads, JD, like Jesus don't have TikTok, so he can't judge me for what I say on TikTok, as if we're not going to be accountable for every thought. And every post was a thought before it was a post. Yeah. Even if it was true, let's just say, just for 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 it's and giggles here, that Jesus doesn't judge you for what's on TikTok. It don't get on there without crossing your thoughts first. Okay. Yeah. So let's just be very clear. Um, and you need to understand that. And we're seeing that today because while we we see this tension rising, because we have Islam and 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 Judaism and they're battling right now, we all know it's happening. And Christians feel this need to defend Israel, as I understand, and, and we're not going to get into that whole argument. But your representation in these moments can push people away from God. And, and, and that's not what our goal is. Our goal isn't, yeah, yeah go on your side because our God is coming soon and the wrath's going to get poured out on you. If you act like that, don't be surprised if God lets you feel that wrath with them. Just saying. Amen. Just saying. We need to be representing Amen. Christ. And that's really why I wanted to do this tonight, because as these days continue and more news comes out and things get worse, you're going to have moments where you're going to get into situations where anger will fill you. When you see these people being hurt, anger fills you. I'm not I'm not negating that. That will happen. What do we do in those moments, Christians? What do we do? What, what better time to demonstrate our love than in the face of evil, Christians step up. And demonstrate love like never before. Like this is your moment to be able to demonstrate love in the heat of, of evil and disgusting. Uh, just, just, I don't even have the adjectives for this, JD. There is, yeah. It is disgusting. Yeah. And this is in a news podcast. We're not going to talk about that. But yeah, guys, t- this is your time that you need to really lean in on that fact that we are to love our enemies. Love anyone who reviles you. Love those that persecute you. Love those Matthew
0: that. 5,
1: Yeah. Yep. And all those people.
0: Matthew 5 every day, every day. And, you know, I, w- I was convicted once this thing started going down and and we finished the discord study the other morning on, on, on why we can trust the Bible. Um, and, and for those of you that are on discord and that were a part of that, there were quite a few people in, in the chat room. um And I'm going through 12 weeks study on discord on why we can trust the Bible as God's word. And, you know, when we finished up, I was just like, what what about the what about the Israel? What about the Israel within our own hearts? What about the Israel within our own hearts that's that's constantly under attack? And 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 this is this is like I was I was before the Lord before I came on the podcast this morning and I was praying outside. And I just again I just said Lord help me, help me walk in love because here's the thing we've we we so oftentimes are so about winning the war that we lose the soul and and it's it's about a shift in a mindset where we are willing to lose the war at the at the expense of gaining the soul so sometimes we we lose an argument but the the right seeds have been planted and our words have been seasoned with grace and salt, as we see in Colossians 4, 6, because if our words are not seasoned with grace and with salt, no one's coming to Christ because of, of, of us knowing what we know. Um, they're coming to Christ because of the love of Jesus. They're coming to Christ because of, of what he has already accomplished. People come to Jesus Christ because of Jesus Christ. It's not because of me. It's not because of Mike. It's not because of anyone on the chat. If we see someone saved, that is God's mercy. That is God's grace. It's got absolutely nothing to do with what we do. And I liked, I liked the video that Mike put up the other day with, with, you know, a lot of people are quick to cast stones and they don't know. You don't see the, the father side. You don't see the husband side. You don't see the family man. You don't see the daily struggles I go through, Mike goes through. But you know what? We will not stop getting up here and proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. We will not stop doing the podcast, regardless of what's going on behind behind the scenes. We get up and we do this because if even one person, if even one person per episode comes to the knowledge of the goodness of God, to comes to the knowledge of the truth, comes to understand what Jesus Christ has sacrificed, and when we look like, like like Mike said, the righteous anger builds up in you. Can we just for a second try and imagine what God is feeling right now? Um, our hearts would explode uh, when it comes to righteous anger, and and this is where. We know that we have a mediator, Jesus Christ. He's making intercession for us at the right hand of the Father. So, too, we should be making intercession for our brothers and sisters who are tempted daily to fall into pride and and the knowledge that we have, use it and yield it as a weapon against those who are lost. That's not the call. That we have. That's not the call that we have. So again, our speech needs to resemble the God we serve. Amen. Our speech has to resemble the God we serve.
1: Absolutely. And that and that that with where I want to start today in the Bible because I think this sets the tone for the entire Bible. I mean, the, the entire podcast. Because why? This is the why right here. Starting at this is Second Corinthians for you guys listening. We're in chapter five, and I think starting at verse sixteen is where 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 we should hear it at. And then. That goes from now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling to be an ambassador such an important term and I'm glad that I spent the time <clears throat> the time that I have in the military because it actually really it really unlocks what this word is to me because you see when I was in the marine corps and and you many of you heard me use this example for this scripture but we have a lot of new listeners if I'm in in another country one of the main messages is be careful how you act out there because it's not you if I get in trouble in the in the city, it's not Mike gets in trouble. Mike was driving drunk. Mike does this. It is U.S. Marine does this. You represent an organization. You represent the country. You represent a group. So my actions yeah. are not viewed as just Mike Pagano. No one cares about my. I'm not important. I promise you I'm not. None of you are either. When it comes to like the grand scheme of this world, we're not. But when we represent Christ, we are that Christian. We are Christian does this. Christian does that. We represent our kingdom. It's not your job to make others act like your kingdom, but it is your job to represent your kingdom. The the ambassador of Germany doesn't show up to the U.S. and say, you guys should be like Germany, but he comes here and he tries to represent his kingdom the best that it can. So our job is to walk around, not trying to force this world to become the kingdom of God, but rather being a piece of the kingdom of God walking in this world reflecting the kingdom of God. So others say, yo, I don't like it here. I want to be where you come from. Because I'll tell you right now, if if let's just say the ambassador of Italy showed up and he was like, hey, how's it going? And everything about him was amazing, beautiful, wonderful. I'd be like, I want to go where people like that are. And I'm I'm going to yeah. go there because of his representation. But if he's a jerk, if he tears people down, if he rips people apart verbally, if he abuses people verbally, if he acts better than others, would you want to go where he's from? Just matter of fact, if J.D. was a little just a conniving little jerk, you just wanted to pinch his little head on screen. Sometimes you wouldn't want to go to South Africa because you be like, well, if they're like J.D., I don't I don't want to go there. In fact, yeah. I've almost didn't move to Texas because all the Texans I met in the Marine Corps were belligerent. <laughs> so when people were like, you should move to Texas, I'm like, yeah. I don't want to do that because the representative yeah. at, at uh, the that you represent your kingdom.
0: Yeah, and that's spot on. I mean, we see the same thing in in, in every single one of Paul's baby epistles, Colossians, Ephesians, Philippians, Galatians. He, he puts this emphasis on how we are to speak. I mean, in the very verse that we love to quote so often when it comes to our eternal security is Ephesians 2 verse 8 and 9. For by grace ye are saved through faith, not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works; lest any man should boast. But so few people carry on reading through verse ten and eleven, which is which is equally equally important. Look at look at look at how he exhorts us here. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Therefore, remember that at one time you gentiles in the flesh called the uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision which is made in the flesh by hands so again confirming what Mike just said in second corinthians 5 the old man is dead we cannot constantly wake him up and go okay i'm going to i'm going to use you today to deal with this situation and and this is hey i'm not i'm not pointing fingers again i'm holding up the mirror I've got to, I've got to look at myself daily with this regard. Like, and, and everybody knows, yeah, I love to joke. I love to make, you know, I have to, I love to have fun, especially when it's some of the comments are ludicrous and way out there, you know, we laugh them off. But the reality is, is how tarnished is that mind? How far gone is that person that they can come to those conclusions? And again, we, we, we look at the basic law that God gave us the law of logic and, and, we we have to put 1 plus 2 and say okay it equals 3. 1 plus 2 has never equaled 4 or 5 or 6. 1 plus 2 will always equal 3. Doesn't matter if you swap it around and go 2 plus 1, it still equals 3. And and therefore we as the Christian, we know we know exactly exactly how we are to speak. Charles that's never going to happen. I had a 64 the other day. I'm coming for you, bro. Just just relax. It's, I'm a much better golfer than Charles, guys. Don't even listen to Charles and anything he says. I'm way better than Charles. He can play piano. I can play golf. And Mike can play football. <laughs> You're on mute.
1: That's good that I was on mute because I was talking a lot of trash. I was talking a lot of trash. Maybe <laughs> they don't want me to actually say those words. Maybe I need to guard my tongue. And this is my example here. <laughs> So uh, uh, I brought up Colossians 4 because J.D. did mention it. Um, verse 5, it says, walk in wisdom toward outsiders, making the best use of the time. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. And I'm I'm a victim of this. I, I mean, not a victim of this. I'm a, uh, I'm a person that does this. I, I mess up. Uh, you all know this because recently I, I came out and I apologized for it. I can get a little hype. I can get passionate. And people can get caught in the crossfire, shall we say. Yeah. But that's another part of this that's very important. When we do misspeak, I think that's actually a huge problem. If you think about it, J.D., we speak quickly, especially in my country, and therefore it comes out. And I think the biggest problem that we have uh, over here in America, because we're very narcissistic and proud, is that once we misspeak, we stand on it. Like, nah, you know what? I'm Whatever. Like, it's been said. I said it. But like, I'm not taking it back. And that's another problem that a lot of Christians have. Because I see it happening in the comment section, I see it happening amongst uh, Christians between each other, set, making videos about each other. We have to be willing to admit our flaws as well and say, you know what, I shouldn't have said that. My bad. Yeah. It's not that hard, guys. It really, it really isn't. Like just to say, like you know what, that was yeah. stupid of me. I shouldn't have said that.
0: Amen. Amen. You know what I love? This is where I love again. We we look at the uniformity and we look at the 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 harmony of Scripture because James, the the half brother of Christ, guys. For most of you don't know don't know this about James, but James, this is what I really need. I really need this to sink in for a second. So I'm just gonna try and dive into this as quickly as I can. But James walked, grew up with Jesus. He's the half brother of Jesus. James did not believe a word that Jesus said to him growing up. He did not believe Jesus was the Messiah. He did not believe Jesus was the only begotten of God. He didn't believe it. It was only after Christ appeared to James, only after his resurrection, that James got the rude awakening. And and then he got dubbed Old Camel Knees. James had calluses on his knees from always spending his time in prayer. He had calluses on his knees. And he says to us in in, in James 1.27, he he says to us, if you think that you are religious, if you think that you are religious, you think that you are, um, and and Michael, there we go. He'll pull it it up and, and we'll read it. If anyone thinks he is religious, but does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. Ah, I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a hard one. That's a, that's, that's, that's chest. a, yeah, that's one that, that you got to, you got to look at and you got to go, wow. Uh, do I bridle my tongue? Do I, and we are all guilty of this again. Thank God for grace. Thank God mm-hmm. for his mercies, which are new every single day. But again, this is why we do these podcasts so that we can edify one another and, and exhort one another and build each other up because this is what the text says. And we see that someone who, who walked and grew up with Christ still rejected him, his very own half-brother, because we know that Joseph was the father of James, and Jesus, we know who his father is. Um, goodbye modalism. But we see, we see this very clearly. We see this very clearly in Scripture that James, once he came to the knowledge of the truth, He didn't just come to the knowledge of the truth, but he was well aware of Jewish customs, Jewish laws, and what it meant to be religious. So he's now speaking, as you see the very opening of his letter, speaking to those scattered abroad and to the 12 tribes, all his brothers, converted Jews and some Gentiles in the mix, that this is how you are to speak. And again, the reminder is is very clear. Amen. yes.
1: We're gonna spend we're gonna spend most of this episode here in James because uh James is really the one that gives us a lot of information on this subject. And it's because and I, I know you've heard me say this before, but I keep saying it because I really want this to be in your head so you understand how James is written. James is a book of wisdom, James is like Proverbs. And what are the where, where would you go in the old testament for this topic? You would go to Proverbs in the New Testament. That James is gonna be where you get this. James is also known yeah. as James the Just. Um, he's actually one of the, he's the first Bishop of Jerusalem. Um, the leader of the church in Jerusalem. I know that, you know, like we don't believe in popes, but if there would have been a Pope, it would have been James, not Peter. Just just want to throw it out there real quick. Uh, we see James (laughs) in the acts of the apostles stepping right up for leadership. And and that's not, that's not the apostle James. So the apostle James is James the, oh, actually I used to know this by heart. James the, not James, the Jeff just, but James. He has one of those names as well like that. James the something. Uh, the Apostle James, who's John's brother, is is a different James. This is James the just, who is the brother, half-brother of Jesus, just like we see Jude. So the letter of Jude, in case you don't know this, is Jude or Judah, and that's also Jesus's half-brother. Right? So yeah. these men, as JD said, uh, did not believe him until the resurrection. Because let's just be honest, it would take my brother rising from the grave as well for my brother to— uh, for me to believe that my brother is the Messiah and God in flesh. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I I, don't, I don't blame James and Judah for that. Like, you know what I mean? I, Cause if you watch someone grow up, they skin their knee, they had moments of, of, you know, emotions. You, you seen them hunger. You've seen them get sick, these different things or whatever. I don't know Jesus youth, but you know what I'm saying? But the, they say it's the same as ours. When he grows up and says, I am who I am. Then of course these people are going to be like, "Bro, I, I lived with you. Like we, what so i get it i don't knock that at all i had to see my brother rise from the grave as well but that's where everything would have changed obviously i so i also get that that the instant change there that should also be something profound we're not talking about that tonight but if that doesn't show you that they go from despising him and kind of like separating themselves at a great distance they weren't even there at his death and they could have been they make it clear in the scriptures that they weren't there yeah but uh Let's, let's look at James. And we're gonna we're gonna fly through the f- first chapter a little bit and then go to chapter three, is where we're really gonna spend a lot of time at. But JD kind of touched on it in the beginning. It does give us some talk about bridling of your tongue. And I went back a little bit to verse 19. It says, Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear and slow to speak, slow to anger. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. And you can just Amen. stop right there and really really chew on that. Slow to Amen. speak, quick to hear. And I feel like we live in the opposite generation. I feel like people don't even let videos finish. People can't even finish a three-minute video before they have something to say, where they're hopping up in a comment section or you know jumping down someone's throat, ready to fight, at, uh, fight someone for saying something you didn't like, not even willing to ex- ex- let them explain it, not even willing to understand maybe how they understand what they're saying. Because we all come from different places of the world. We all hear words differently. I mean, J.D. says biscuits instead of cookies. If I don't let him explain himself, I'm going to think he's over there eating literal biscuits and milk, and that's disgusting, and I'm going to judge him for that. I'm going to say, why are you eating biscuits and milk? That's disgusting. But if I let him actually finish speaking and I find out that the biscuits he's eating are Oreos, which makes no absolute sense, and this is my moment to clown the fact that they call them biscuits – um, and it's every one of you hey guys, it's not judgmental it's for good. you to shame JD about this. Yeah. I give you permission. You have all Tyran, of in the Tyran, world you know. shame him on this.
0: You know, there's there's two South Africans. Yeah, it's it's me and my brother, Tyron. Even the, I mean, me they I probably,
1: probably agree. They probably feel uncomfortable this. eating biscuits.
0: Tyron would tell you the same. It's a biscuit. It's a biscuit. No, it's not. It's like I'm it's gonna, a biscuit,
1: I'm going to make you some biscuits when you whenever you visit me in America. It's a I don't even like biscuits. It's it's biscuits. Right. But I'm i some gravy. That's a biscuit. <laughs>
0: I'm done with you. Biscuit
1: is what it is. It's a biscuit. This Stop is it. the moment where JD needs to be slow to sp- he needs to be slow to speak. He needs to be slow <laughs> to anger. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. And, and I think all of us know this. When we get angry, have any of you ever gotten angry? And then your actions that followed were righteous. I don't know about you. Even righteous anger. I, I can't say that when I've been angry. The, the actions that produce from that or the fruit that is produced from that have been righteous. Uh, uh, <laughs> I can't help read the comments. Mike said, if cookies are biscuits, what are cookies? Did you guys use the word cookies?
0: Yeah, but like, seldomly. Like, cookies, like, yeah, we don't really use the word cookies. Did cookie. you hear
1: how he said it? It even sounded painful for him. Cookies. like He didn't even know how to bring those words out.
0: I I can't, you know, like there's, there's, we, we use the word cookie to refer to other things. Like (laughs) it's, it's a South African thing. I'll tell you, I'll tell you. I think,
1: I think we're fully on board with context here. We, 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 we understand now. I think we're all there already. You know what? Let's keep moving for the Christian podcast that our anger does not produce righteousness of God. And then he says, therefore put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness. And receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. Notice here that we see Amen. that receiving the implanted word is what saves us, right? Receiving the word of God. People be like, James teaches workspace gospels. J.D., does he say, therefore, you got to do better and be better and yeah. be a better uh, uh, Christian. This is, Yeah,
0: this is how some people read that. And again, I was having a conversation just yesterday with someone who, who commented on the video and she was, she was, she was asking why, why people always go to Hebrews 6.6 6 when they, when they want to say you can lose your salvation. And I said, again, this is, this is what happens when we cherry pick scripture. And a lot of the, a lot of the false denominations that are out there are, they are false because of how they cherry pick. And let me, let me be very clear. It's, it's not dangerous to cherry pick when we are staying on a topic like we are doing tonight look at this oh Oh, my
1: goodness are you calling what we're doing cherry picking because we're jumping around because i still wouldn't even call that cherry picking oh look we got a guest on the podcast tonight we've got a guest for those watching on spotify we have the better version of jd on camera um because when we make our children all the good of us goes into them and our bad stays
0: Shalom so everybody. Shalom so Mooning.
1: And and we're not on TikTok, so they can't ban us for having a child on screen. What do you
0: want, tea?
1: tea. Listen.
0: What do you want, tea? Tea. Okay, Daddy's yeah. gonna make you. Tea.
1: Even even y'all uh uh y'all drink tea. Go ahead and handle your handle though, JD. We will we will handle. I'll be it back right. Moment. Yeah, take I'll time. Be right we'll back. Going through James together. So he's gone. Okay. And then it goes into verse 22, but be doers of the word and not hearers ho- only deceiving ourselves. So then it rolls into some more wisdom. So as we mentioned, this is a lot of, he's kind of summarizing in James one, how he's going to be talking about wisdom, like about things that he's given you as instruction. He's giving you uh discipleship. This is to people that are in exile that are not at the church. So here's James an extremely wise leader in the church. One of the, uh, you know, early leaders that that a lot of people look up to, he's giving wisdom. This is important to understand for the way that we read this entire letter. And then JD read verse 26, where he kind of hits that tongue thing again. We're going to just hit it again for two seconds. If anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. And then verse 27, religion that is pure and undefiled before God, the father is this to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world. I wanted to touch that as well because you know us we can't help but if we're in a bible if we're in a, a book of the bible we're going to we're going to touch everything that we see on screen. We might be talking about the tongue and how we speak to people but this is a pet peeve of mine while JD's away. There's a lot of people that do this thing like oh you sound religious or that's religion and god hates religion. Jesus hates religion. Next time you all see someone say that just look at them and say where does it say that in the bible I know that we have this habit of letting people just lie on god's name I lately have been just shutting people down like tell me where don't don't come to me saying god said unless you're willing to tell me where god said it cuz i've learned that people will say god said with no fear in their heart and blaspheme god with a with a passion i have noticed that lately cuz everyone that i ask where they're like well My mom told me that, you know, the Bible says this and that, yo, a minute ago, you was real confident that God said it. And now suddenly it's, well, I think the Bible says it. People will tell you all the time, God hates religion. I know you listening on TikTok, you might have said it or you heard it. No, he doesn't. Nowhere in the Bible says God hates religion. Nowhere. Now, what is, what is, what makes Jesus upset during his ministry? Hypocrites. Hypocrites. And the uh, hypocritical religious. Jesus never actually says religion, though. He just is mad at the hypocrites. People imply that, therefore, he doesn't like hypocritical religion. Amen. That is true. But Jesus does not hate religion. Religion is a very essential thing that, that helps us with our walk with God. What begins the relationship is relationship. But once you have a relationship with Jesus... It then is a religion because it's something you practice. It's something you dedicate your life to. It's something that takes a priority in your life. And that's what religion is. You could do anything religiously. You, matter of fact, a bunch of you tune into the True Christian Ministry podcast religiously. It's not bad to say that. You do. You're here every week on time. It has become something that is a part of your life. It is a, it is part of You make it a priority. You're going to be there at nine. You, you see what I'm saying? It's religiously. I play Xbox on weekend nights, religiously, every weekend night. That's how I get my rest. I do. We worship Jesus religiously. I hope you do. I know I do. We serve Jesus religiously. Yes. That's not not a bad statement. But James makes it clear what is good religion versus what is bad religion. And he says, if anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his heart, this person's religion is Worthless, meaning that whatever he's doing for God means nothing if he can't bridle his tongue, if he's out here cursing people and, and representing God improperly. All that religious means nothing because relationship supersedes religion. And if your relationship breaks, the religion means nothing. You need relationship and then religion sustains it. Religion is like the rules in your marriage. Your marriage rules don't keep, don't weren't the reason why you got married. I didn't marry my wife because she cooks dinner. She didn't marry me because I cleaned the kitchen, but we have rules in our marriage that sustain our relationship of our way of saying, I will participate. I will, I will, I will be involved in this. This is me as well. I'm here with you. That's just rules to sustain a relationship. So no one's trying to deny the relationship factor, but it's not just, yeah, like I know Jesus and like, I'm not religious and I just, you know, been that that's like a hundred years old. That's it. Like, People just started recently doing that, just so happens to coincide with when we became a very spoiled people, a people that have access to everything we could ever want. And then people like, well, you know, I could just love Jesus the way I want to love Jesus. And it then says, religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction. We are called to love the weak, to love those in need, to help those that need help. Now, let's get back to the actual topic. We're going to jump to chapter three for this because chapter three is where we're going to find it. Chapter three is where James is going to go really deep into this of how important the tongue is. He starts by saying, not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that he who teaches will be judged with greater strictness. And that's not how chapter two ends. And that's not what he's about to continue to talk about. So you have to stop for a minute and ask yourself, why does he insert this here? And the important thing to understand is that he's making it clear that when you're speaking to others, remember that you're also not a teacher. I think that's what he's making very clear. Like how we speak to others, your authority isn't above people. You're not a, you're not a teacher just because you know more about Christianity. Maybe sometimes we do that. I don't know about you, but even me, sometimes I, I talk to people like I'm teaching them and I don't mean to like, oh, well, you're wrong. We we take this place of I know better and you don't. I've come to up. I've come to bring you something. I've come to enlighten you, and we see it a lot online because online it's easier to do that because people don't know who you are. You can just appear in a live stream and be like, "Well, I've come to tell you that you're wrong," and you know this, this, and that. And I find always found it interesting that James just drops this right here. He just plops it randomly because if you go, remember, no verse numbers. Right before this, he's talking about working and and, and working with our faith. And then he says this, and then he's going to go into the tongue. So it's like this random spot where he just kind of drops it. And therefore, that's why I, 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 I contribute this to how you speak to people. Because as you try to teach people, if you don't have that tongue bridled, you represent Christ right now. If you choose to try and step up and be that teacher, you step up and say, I represent Christianity. And this is why J.D. and J.D.'s back so I don't have to keep talking gay. Um, this is why J.D. and myself go, <laughs> we had some issues with some people on TikTok before in the past. You all are well aware of some people that we went really heavily back and forth with. Things that were necessary. Things that maybe were unnecessary as we learn how to approach these situations. But the reason why JD and I were very adamant in that moment, if you remember, is these people step up and pretend to be teachers. We, we're not going to, if Danielle or Ashley or Rhonda or Hokage or Leah say something that's incorrect We're not going to hold them accountable like that because you're not a teacher. A lot of things Katie and I talk about, it's not like if you don't believe that you're a heretic, this, this, and that. There's a difference between people who stand on the authority seat saying, I know what is right and I'm here to give you instruction. And then people trying to learn. Yes, as Christians, we're about to judge your walk. But if you step up to be a teacher, your walk is now on display as a representation of Christ and you're asking it to be judged. You have to understand that you don't get to hide behind that ignorant Christian. You don't get to hide behind we're not supposed to judge each other, we're not supposed Mm, you can't mm, hide mm. behind that anymore if you decide to step up and be a teacher. And I see a lot of Christians on this TikTok that will step up to be a teacher and then try to hide behind me whole like you can't tell me anything.
0: Yeah. And and that's that's just to address Danielle's comment. That's that's something we've both been accused of. A million times we, Mike and I have both been accused of being five point Calvinists more, more, more times than like, it's, it's all good. You know, <laughs> that's fine. Like, um, go find a single go find a single podcast or a single or a single TikTok where we are teaching tulip. And by all means I will apologize. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that's not what we, we teach scripture. We exegete yeah. the scripture and that's what the text says. So if, if the text says that, then that's what it says um <laughs> It's not because oh okay, so I'm gonna line this up. This we've already made it ab- abundantly clear. There are many. And you know what's crazy is
1: we. I i speak for JD here. I think I can say this that there are moments where we get in our flesh about these comments because we know where they come from. But we are at peace right now because one thing that we have realized is that the people that listen to us aren't like the people that do that. People that are willing to hear you and 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 learn and 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 analyze and see exactly what is this person presenting? And I believe that you guys see, we don't just, what's the word i looking for? We're not just a flash card stick to one topic cause that's all we know how to talk about. We go throughout <laughs> yeah. the entire Bible. We're not scared of a single part of the Bible and we can show yeah. you how that part of the Bible coincides with everything that we believe. So yeah. there are some people though that stand on what they know only. They don't leave the book of the Bible that they get it from. They stand there all day long. And they could, they could defend that like they're, bo- they're golden gloves, but they can't mm, step mm, out of it. Mm. They can't because they know that they're not teachers. Then I know exactly some specific people that I've witnessed try to step into another book. And it's like, whoa, that's not the person I've seen before. You were stuttering yep. through that. And and you didn't even know how to explain that. When you stand on biblical truth, nobody can tear you down. And when you stand on biblical truth, people will want to tear you down. And that's why we try to teach y'all, love the Bible. Love all of it. Tote scripture. Don't hide from no part. If a part of the Bible makes you uncomfortable, that's the part you should be studying even more. Like, if you think James still keeps makes you uncomfortable because you don't know how to handle that, you should be reading James every day. Lord, make this open to me. Bring the truth of this to me. Don't hide from Bible verses. That's what cults do. Cults run full speed from Bible verses. That's why the people that hate Calvinism don't like reading Ephesians. <laughs> Ephesians chapter one. They love Ephesians two, but they won't touch Ephesians one. They won't touch Romans nine because they don't even know how to address it. Well, that's yeah. just, you know, it's not, uh, I mean, just like, you know,
0: yeah. And it's, it's the same. It's the same principle. If I say, if I say, if I say, I agree with, with Dr. James White and what he wrote about the Trinity, uh, Mike and I both have the book, The Forgotten Trinity, I would recommend it to anyone who's got a battle uh, battling to understand the triune God. Go get Dr. James White's book, The Forgotten Trinity. It will really give you a lot of clarity. But do I agree with absolutely every single thing James White says? No, no, I don't. (laughs) And guess what? He's still a brother in Christ. I still look to him for leadership and mentorship because guess what? He's done so much for the faith in terms of debunking the Quran and, and breaking down the arguments of atheists and Muslims alike, that he shows them how twisted their worldview is. So again, do are we made brothers and sisters in Christ by our denomination or by our faith in Christ?
1: Amen. We don't Amen. get to
0: choose our brothers and sisters in Christ. I've said this so many times. You don't get to say, well, you're not my brother in Christ because I don't like the way you think. Sorry, (laughs) it's not up to you. It's not up to you. You you don't get to do that the same way you don't get to personally design your children in your womb. God designs your children in your womb. When they come out Mm -hmm. and people go, oh, they look like, you know, he looks like his mom. He looks like his dad. That's God's design. God Mm -hmm. is behind that. We have nothing. We have nothing but reverence for what God said in his word. That's what Mark and I stand on. and It's the wall we will gladly die on. And, it, yeah. and sometimes that will come across as arrogance. It's not arrogance, um, and I just want to clear that up. It's not arrogance. It's it's it's. And we, you never see us throw around titles, our studies, our degrees, our diplomas. We don't say, "Oh, well, this is what we know," and this is why you must listen. No, it's 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 simply brothers getting together. And this is what we've said a million times: Mark and I are having a conversation, and you guys are part of the conversation. That that's ultimately what what's what's going on. And even when we talk off air, we talk the same way. We laugh the same way. We joke the same way there. We are not pretentious when we come onto the podcast. This is the real Mark and the real JD. So God bless those who love us and God bless those who hate us even more.
1: (laughs) The best thing you can all say, let all men be liars and let God be true. Like no matter what, Mike's words are fallible. Anybody can tear me down for my words. So if all I do is speak God's words, my words are safe. You know what I'm saying? Cuz Jesus said everything will pass away but not my words. Everything will be gone but not my words. All things can will fall, but my word will stand. So if I just basically replace my word with his word and just live by his word, then nothing can tear me down. That's the boat that can't be sunk. That's the ship that can't be broken. That's the that's whatever you want to call it. Like it, it, it's 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 untouchable. Verse Amen. chapter, uh, let's go to verse two. We're going to be in this chapter. This is going to be a strong one. For we all stumble in many ways. And if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle his whole body. And there, there, James is, we're going to stop at every verse, just so you know that. <laughs> this is this, this is a powerful chapter. Yeah, He makes it clear, he uses his words wise. He says, for we all stumble in many ways, right? He starts by saying we stumble in many ways ways all of us but then he stops and says if anyone does not stumble in what he says so he goes from how we all stumble in many ways to one type of way in what we say and he points to that person saying if if someone not, never stumbles in what they say they're perfect because if they can bridle their mouth they can bridle their whole body and he's going to continue to go into what 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 he means by this but that's how that's how powerful and hard to control our tongue is because out of the heart I mean, out of the, uh, uh, what, how does it go, JD? Out of the heart, or out of the mouth, the abundance of the heart. That's it. Um, yeah. it, it comes Amen. out quickly. It, sometimes, but how many of you are like me? Like, you can speak before you even had a chance to think about what you should be saying. Like, it just comes out like, like it's just word vomit when someone says something that affects your emotions, whether it be your anger, whether it be a, to disrespect you. Maybe you come out to defend yourself before you even realize that this wasn't a defending moment. This, maybe I misheard this person but the, the defense comes out it's almost like an, a reaction like us like a boxer knows to swing right you know a boxer who naturally mm, that fist comes out the same thing is with our tongue we're quick to be like would you yeah. say what you th- what the-? like that in the car many of you know this in traffic <laughs> if yeah. we have anybody that watches this from uh Atlanta I guarantee you you go through this because your traffic is terrible if you can learn how to control your tongue, you can control your whole body. So what else do I see this as, JD? Learn to control this as best as you can, and the rest will fall in line.
0: Power. Amen.
1: Ba, 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 ba. I couldn't find the air or
0: button in time, but that's that's exactly right. Verse
1: 3.
0: Exactly. Uh, if you want to read it? Yeah, I mean, uh, no, go ahead. Read
1: Okay, if we put bits into the mouth of horses so that they obey us, we guide their whole body as well. Look at the ships also. Though they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are guided by a very small rudder, whether the will of the pilot directs. So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. So James is drawing that same correlation of how the tongue drives who we are, how we speak can change our actions. The words that come out of our mouth change our lives. And we all know this on the negative side because we've all misspoke at the wrong time. And it was um, it was words that ruined a situation. You said something you shouldn't have, and it literally led to getting fired or getting suspended or a breakup or whatever it might've been like, because a word, a word fell out of your lips quicker than you could think. We go back to chapter one, be slow to speak, Let's just stop there. Yeah. Just be yeah. slow to speak. I don't even slow care if you're speak. quick to hear. Just You can be deaf. Just sit there. Just shh. It's okay to take a breath. Because the minute we it comes out, it controls the destination of our life, of the action, of what's happening in that moment. Uh, it controls the people around you. And then it, it was someone said it starts a fire in the very next verse, literally ro- or it's still the same verse. It rolls into it saying how great a force is set ablaze by such a small fire. And the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness.
0: Yeah. Amen.
1: Mm. I a mean, small and that's fire.
0: Go ahead. And that just reminds me again of Ephesians 4.29. Ephesians 4.29 says the same thing. Again, like I said, we see perfect that harmony with the apostles. i ready
1: for you, bro? You think I'm not ready yeah. for this?
0: There we go. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. Come again, that it may give grace to those who hear and, and this is this is an important little little side piece so we're looking at the whole pie let's look at this little piece of the pie that when people walk ab- about conversation if people come about conversation and they hear two Christians standing and talking and the speech is edifying it's building up telling how good God is I've had people who stop me and they're like wow are you talking about Jesus and I'm like yes it's all I talk about Um. It's Jesus, and they're like, "Tell me more. I want to know more." And and again, we look at the reminders that we find throughout the book of Proverbs, and 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 it's it's, it's constantly. That's so why I say read a psalm a day, read a proverb a day, and then wherever you are within your studies. But but in Proverbs eighteen twenty one, he says to us what that death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruits. Proverbs twenty-one, twenty-three. whoever keeps his mouth and his tongue keeps out of trouble, keeps himself out of trouble. Proverbs twelve, eighteen. there is one whose rash words are like sword thrusts, but the tongue of the wise bring healing. Listen to that. The tongue of the wise bring healing. So we know that if you come across someone who has been beaten down by words and you tell them. And, and I've seen this in, in the flesh. I've seen this so many times. I walk past someone in a mall. And my wife will tell you guys about this because I, I do this to random people. I can see their faces are torn. I can see they are heavy. I can see they're hiding something. And just walk up to this random stranger and say, do you know you are beautiful? And you are created in the image of a thrice holy God. And their faces light up. Because you see, the the devil's aim is to make you feel worthless and defeated. And if you live in that, and if you live in conversation, this is the biggest thing about the difference between conversation of believers and non-believers. See, non-believers are always complaining about everything. Non-believers are complaining about the government. They're complaining about the prices. They're complaining about taxes. They're complaining about fuel. They're complaining about it's too hot. Then it's raining too much. Then it's too cold. Then it's too this. They're never satisfied. Look at non-believers. They never walk outside and say, I'm grateful for the rain. I'm grateful for the sun. I'm grateful for for the grass that is growing. It's always... It's always painted with a negative light. If only it was a little bit cooler. If only it was a little bit warmer. If only I had this girlfriend or that If only that I was person. a shot
1: caller. I I swear I thought yeah. she was about to go down that path.
0: If only a little <laughs> bit taller. <laughs> if only was a little
1: bit taller. A
0: little bit taller. Anyway, the, the <laughs> point stands. <laughs> the point stands. I'm sorry. I'm in sure. I know. No, it's, it's beautiful. I love it, man. I love you, bro. I love you, brother. And uh, this is this is exactly why it's it's it, the Christian walks into a room. He's immediately hated because it's like, what a beautiful day God has created. Walk into a room and say, thank you, Jesus, for this day. See how many people you offend by walking into a room and thanking God for the day. It, it's crazy how many people cringe at, at, at why would you thank him for this day? Like I created this day, I brought the sun up, I parted the clouds. This is how some people act. Like they've (laughs) got a hand in it. Um, And this this reminds me of uh, James chapter 4. Again, the same book, the same book. James says to us in chapter 4 that we must plan, we must definitely plan, but our plans have to be according to God's will. Our plans have to be according to God's will. It doesn't matter what we plan or don't plan. If it doesn't line up with the will of God, it, 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 it's, it's a pointless plan. It's a pointless plan. And, and and this is exactly why we say things like, God willing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. And this is why even when, when it comes to going live and I say, God willing, I'll be live tomorrow. God willing, um, I'll be live at this time. The, the, only, the only guarantee we have is today. Is, is where we are at right now. And right now you have an opportunity to preach the gospel right now. You have an opportunity to Romans one sixteen the thing and be unashamed mm-hmm. of the word of God. And, and this is the biggest thing. Like Mike and I ask this question to each other. Often we see so many Christians online. Where are they when it comes to the streets? Where are they? There's so many Christians, but like there's like, one drop one percent that are actually preaching on the streets why like don't you like isn't that something that's like built into you to get this message out there to be unashamed of the gospel because it is the power of god unto salvation
1: and, and and we see all of the streets jd means off the internet right it doesn't have to be physically in the streets like yeah I yeah do. Like in yeah, yeah, yeah. your job at the people you walk that you come across. Like why isn't yes, it something amen. you walk with and carry with you rather than like, it's at my computer. It's at my desk and this is where I do it right here. But like when I get up, yeah. my, my, my Christianity is right here on this desk with my computer. I think that's what you mean, right? Just so everybody's yeah, aware. It's that's exactly about, like, what you know. I mean.
0: Thank you for that brother. Because here's the thing. Every time I see someone make a comment on Mike's videos, correcting Let's just say, because I'm going to use, sorry, I'm using your videos again, but he makes a lot more videos than I do. And I go through the comment sections and I see, I see a a ridiculous comment. No, that's not what God means, whatever the case may be. Then I go onto the profile and I look at this guy's profile and he's got half naked chicks, a dog running around, uh, some stupid videos. And then you think like, look at our pages. Our pages are not here to glorify anything but God. Like there's, there's nothing there's nothing on 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 the page, on the True Christian Ministry page, YouTube and and TikTok, which is about anything other than the than God and His Word, and these these people that come out, trying to correct, but they're they're so double-minded because they're half in the world and they're half here and they're half there and they've just something that struck a nerve, and and this is again what James is warning against throughout his epistle. Mm -hmm. throughout his letter, is is falling into complacency. Don't allow yourself to fall into complacency, not with your speech, not with your prayer, not with your doing good deeds. Don't fall into complacency again. None of these things are tied to your salvation, but this could be someone witnessing what you were doing. That could be the seed sown. And this is why we say we walk out the gospel. We live the gospel. Don't just preach it, you live it. You, you show people what Jesus Christ has changed in you. You show, you show Amen. what Christ has done.
1: And I want to just add some stuff and I want to kind of st- step back from going back to James for just one moment because sometimes we we read the scriptures and we start picturing what that means in our life, right? And we hear let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths. And we think about those moments where I'm having that conversation with that other Christian, like JD said, or that 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 Muslim. So we think about the religious talks. Again, when we have that religious hat on, like I put my religious hat on. I'm I'm Christian right now and I need to do this. But what about when you're at your job not being the Christian? What about when you are at the party, not being the Christian? What about these things? You see, if I'm at my job all day long and I'm like, yo, F this and F that. Yo, you hear what them bees do over there, man? F them bees, bro. Yo, now nah, I'm trying to do whatever the F we trying to do this weekend. Let's get F'd up. Like, and I'm just like, I'm talking down about people and talking. I'm, I'm mocking people like, yo, you hear about so-and-so? <laughs> like, Yeah, they clown. But then later at a whole different time. I try to present myself as a Christian. What if someone who watched you or heard you from a distance is there and they're like, yeah, don't listen to him. Like bro talks about being a Christian here, but I know who he is over here, right? Or what if you decide one day to talk to your friend at work about it and they're like, yo, for the last six months, you have been hateful. They might never tell you either. Here's the thing. I'm giving you this example that's fake. In the fake example, you know why they're ignoring your message. In real life, they just smile at you, but they know in their head Like, I don't care what that versus said. That person is trying to give me advice. Like, I've heard you talk. I've heard the words you said. You are not the person you're presenting yourself to be right now. On Mm, top mm. of that, let us remember that when a person comes up to you and 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 it is that Christian moment where, where it's actually intentional, you don't know how many Christians they've come in contact with that have set an example to them of what they're expecting and they might meet you with 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 anger and they might meet you with these things and if you choose to respond the way that they're expecting you to respond already you're just being exactly who they thought you were surprise them like that should be our goal in this life cuz since Christianity has gotten such a bad rap our goal should be to surprise people to not be the christian that they want you to be but rather it's like okay well this isn't how i thought things were going to go i thought yeah. we were about to go back and forth i came over here to engage you and You just keep loving me and you just keep responding with love. And I've had these moments happen. In fact, I can give you testimony outside of a pride parade. We were there and down the block, we didn't know where the pitchfork kind of guys, you know, like hell, brimstone, you're going to hell, you're an abomination. And when they got to us, they were, they came angry because we're Christians and they just had to pass by that. And, and, And they're one, they're headed to pride. So they're in that mood. They're crossing by Christians that are tearing them down. So now they're really in defense mode and they came ready to fight, but we responded with love. And that day was a, was an amazing day. It was a couple years ago because I had moments where they would say, you know what? I'm sorry. I thought all Christians were like that. I- I'm sorry. And they were apologizing yeah. to us, but it, it didn't happen instantly. There's this small moment of allowing them to berate you, allowing them to have the upper hand, allowing them to win that little ward maybe you guys need to realize sometimes we have to sacrifice wars or sacrifice battles, whatever you want to call it to win the war. Because we have this weird, I got to get the last word in. I I got to like the conversation could be over, but in your mind, you feel like they got the upper hand to end it. So you got to add that passive aggressive statement that, that passive. And I'm so guilty of this. Like I'm not talking Mm. down on y'all right now. Like Mike might need to work on this too. I'm a street preacher that's been placed in front of people. That's not having, I mean, placed in front of people in like this kind of uh, level. Like, I'm with you there, guys. But our representation of who Christ is, you might be the only version of Christ someone might get a chance to meet. Because every other Christian they met was a false Christian. So it was Satan pretending to be Christ, giving them an idea like "Oh, called well, Christians are hateful. And then here comes your opportunity, someone who really walks with the Holy Spirit. And instead of being the image of Christ, you take on the image of the world and just fit right into what they thought you were gonna be rather than taking on the image of your savior who let people spit on him and kill him. Let people spit on him. Let people step on him. Let people mock him. Let people despise him because he knew no matter how they thought about him, it didn't change who he was. Do You wanna know why Jesus gets no offense at how they speak at him and how they spit on his face? Nothing they say changes who Jesus is. He's God. You can have your little moment. You should feel the same way. Nothing they say to you changes who you are, guys. Nobody changes who you are. And one of my favorite quotes, I don't remember who said it, and I've shared it with some people before. If you let someone's presence or words change your emotions, you allow them to have power over you. Why should that person's words mean anything to me? Who are you? I know who I am in God's eyes like that, and you can't change that. Jesus wasn't worried about people saying, you clown, you fool, you false messiah. He knew he was king, yep. and nobody's opinion changed anything about that. He came to do a mission, not get into arguments. You're here to, on a mission. Who cares what they have to say? They're just a, they're mm. a speed bump. That's all they are. You don't stop at the speed bump and yell at it. You just go over it.
0: Amen. Amen. And this is, a, this is the, other, the other side of the coin is, is that Jesus Christ spoke more on hell. And the dangers of hell than he did about heaven, um. Yet nowhere do we find Jesus running around with a sign screaming, "Y'all are gonna burn, turn or burn, baby." That's mm. that's
1: not what he was doing. That's that's, that's it was it, it was warnings.
0: Was Some yeah. Christians try to act like slave. you have the
1: authority. It's like a threat. Some Christians use it as a threat. Jd.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like I found something that you haven't found, and you need to turn. Or burn, and this is this is this is the opposite of of the message. Christ did not come to condemn the world, but he came into the world so that through him the world might be saved. John three, we see this very clearly. Yet when Jesus Christ warned very clearly, if we go look at we look at the parable of Lazarus and the rich man, we went through that the other day. In in Luke, we see the same thing. Look at how Christ addresses it. Look at how he exhorts and how he warns with love with love look you can choose you are free to choose and this is why when we look at Joshua 24:15 even him being a great leader he's he's followed Moses he's seen the the signs and the wonders that God has performed Joshua witnessed so much coming out of the exodus seeing Slaves released, seeing these plagues, seeing the the waves parted, seeing the walls of Jericho come tumbling down, and look how Joshua answers. Look how he answers the reprobates and those who don't want to follow. Joshua 24:15, he says, "Choose you this day, you choose this day which God you will serve, whether it be the God of your forefathers, or whether it be the God of the Amorites. By all means, go follow whatever God you want to follow. But as for me and my house, we will serve." the Lord. And that's what it comes down Amen. to. As for me and my Amen. house, we will serve the Lord.
1: Let's real quickly, actually, uh, let me close this down just to say one more thing too, because we're talking a lot about the negative of the tongue and a lot of the it's scripture a- of the negative of the tongue. So a lot of the scripture that we're about to keep going into is the negative, but JD hinted at it. And I want to emphasize the power of the tongue on the positive because he, he mentioned how, you know, people's lives change when you address them with love that is so true in today's society because so many people have wicked tongues today that you would be surprised how many people receive love and 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 it blows their mind. Um just recently with the whole conflict uh, there was a Palestinian Christian in my comment section that was crying saying she was crying because so many people are forgetting that we have Christians over there, right? Just jumping up, saying like, you know, destroy that side, stand with this side, forgetting that you have brothers and sisters in Christ that are like watching it. Like, I'm over here too, guys, and just hearing people say like, "Hey, I I know you, I know you're there." That's enough for them to be like, "Yo, thank you," because I felt like nobody thinks about us. I, I'm in tears because people want to see this side destroyed, as if my family's not over here, as if we're not over here loving Jesus. Right? That small moment, the 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 homeless person that you gave that dollar to? Yeah, let me let me just say this right now. Christianity is not about charity. You're going to say what, Mike? Listen to me. Just let let me finish talking. Slow speak, quick to hear. Christianity is not about charity. If it was, there are atheists who are better Christians than us. If it was, there are Muslims that are better Christians than us. If it was, there are Buddhists that are better Christians than us. If it was there's whatever, you can go down that list. Lots of people do charity. We bring the goodness of Christ with our charity. We use our charity as a moment to shine a light in their lives. So if all you do is give a dollar to a homeless person as your way of being a Christian, just stop. Save your money. You really could do much better with your money. Buy yourself a Starbucks because you're not doing anything for the kingdom by giving someone a dollar if they know not who who brought that dollar to them. If they don't know it was Jesus's name behind you that drove you to that, you're just another person. And when you give that dollar, if you don't open your mouth and use your tongue to bless them, you're just blessing them with something that is, that is fickle that can be burned. That could be used for crack or cocaine or alcohol, but the blessing that comes from your lips can can keep them warm at night, can give them hope and even give them life. You can literally be the first person to say, I love you to someone who has been looked at in disgusting ways for years. (laughs) <laughs> you, to be very, very honest. homeless people get little dollar bills all the time some of them haven't heard i love you in decades some of them mm. have not felt the, the the hug of a human being because people look at them like they have these diseases like they're dirty and yeah. you're and and nobody wants to even touch their hand walk up to them and say hey can i give you a hug no don't just walk up and say that i'm saying that in this moment that you've already had this interaction say can i give you a hug I'd love to give you a hug before I walk away and just let you know that I, I'll be thinking about you. Use their name, the tongue, people that don't hear their name. Hey, Stephanie. No, I, I'm so happy that I got to meet you, Stephanie. You, I love you, Stephanie. Use your tongue to lift people up. It's not just avoid the teardown, but build, build. I mean, my entire ministry is built on my tongue, right? Let's be very honest. All I do is make videos and talk. So my tongue is literally what drives my ministry. Your tongue can drive your ministry every day on how you are that person that just lifts people up. And you don't need to know. You don't need to know scripture for that. I I tell you all the time. Most of us didn't come to faith because the person that knew scripture talked to us. It was that person that had a light that shined in them and they were willing to get down on the knee and ask you if you needed help. That was that person that led a lot of you to Christ. That lady, that guy, you don't really remember much about them except the love that they poured out on you when you were younger or whatever it may be. Let your love build people up, guys. Sorry.
0: Go ahead. Amen. 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 There's not much to add to that other than exactly what he said. Exactly what he said. And I see this all the time. And someone asked me the other day, like they rejected the Bible. Why did you, why did you let them take the Bible if they rejected the Bible? And I'm like, because now they, now for one, they will not stand before God and go, I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't, no one told me. So again, I I get a lot of people that are like, I don't want, I don't want a Bible. I want food. I want, you know, not food. I want money. Um, you know if someone wants food by all means we help them with food but if someone rejects the word of god because they want money we know that money is for for it's going to be used for something sinister it's going to be used to further ruin their lives so again it's it's not always it's not always about the money it's about bringing bringing them the truth and whether they accept or reject the truth they're, they're no longer ignorant they're no longer ing- ignorant of it Amen. Amen. Talk about someone how you would pray about someone. Amen. Yeah, Amen. I saw,
1: Amen. I saw him say that, and I wanted to take a moment and just bring it up. Yeah, no, talk about people and talk to people the way you pray about them. Let's dive back into James because we're we're an hour in. Man, we 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 got a lot to cover still, if we can. Um, we finished off right there. So let's see. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life. And set on fire by hell. Like that, that is a that is a powerful image that your tongue is what stains your body, that burns your body, that puts you in bad positions with God, puts you in bad positions for your soul, puts you in bad positions of your life. And it is the fire of hell, the wickedness. Remember what Paul says in Romans 2, like no one seeks God, no one does this. What does he say in there, JD? Uh, the tongue is like venomous apps yeah. I think it is.
0: Yeah. Asps from their lips, uh, lips. Asps from their lips. Yes.
1: Amen. Yes. And then it says, for every kind of beast and bird, of reptile and sea creature, can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind, but no human being can tame the tongue. And this is one of my favorite parts of Scripture because this is a very powerful one. That if you don't feel convicted on this, you should. It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. With it, we bless our Lord and Father. And with it, we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. Amen. If that doesn't even give you chills, if that doesn't make you feel bad, it should. Mm. Mm. The Mm. same tongue that you said, thank you today, Lord, thank you for this day. You turned around and said to someone he loves dearly, you're pathetic. Someone who he loves dearly, loves enough to die for. You turn around after blessing That's him and saying, You're an animal. You're pathetic. You're dumb. You're stupid. Man, I'm, I'll be honest. I've been unfollowing Christians that I call friends left and right because they make videos about other people talking about you're a moron. Bro, I don't even want to be friends with you right now. Like, I I mean, we can do not friends, but like TikTok friends or online friends. What kind of people are we as Christians? Like, you're not winning hearts. The, you're just trying to win arguments. I'm sure. That's, we're not That's here fair. to win arguments. Like, it makes me want to. This is the, see, guard my tongue. It makes me want to punch my brothers and sisters. I love you guys to death, but sometimes I just want to give you that, like, you know, the brotherly punch right in the chest. Like, bro, stop. <laughs> like, mm. yeah. you represent I mean, God and some of y'all just are. Mm. Uh,
0: this is the same. Uh, we've, we've also, I've covered this briefly in a lot of my lives is, is is Matthew 12. We see how Jesus Christ is rebuking the Pharisees and he says to them, you will give account for every." careless word you speak um and 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 that should be that should be a massive warning um you know you you everybody's going to give accounts again we see the same paul in in second corinthians uh in second corinthians chapter five every man is appointed to death and then and then to stand before the judgment seat of christ so what we say what we say and again we all fall short in this area absolutely no one no one can stand above someone else and say well i'm I'm phenomenal at this and I've done so well at this in my whole life uh, I literally asked the guy the other day an atheist and I said to him so have you lied and he said no never not once in my life <laughs> and I was Are like you I was, liar I was like well that's a lie right there <laughs> anyway he's like no I can't because I feel too guilty I feel too guilty I'm like have you ever spoken ill of someone no 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 can't do that. I've never done. That. So I said, from the, from your birth until now, you've never ever done that. No, never. So again, this is what we call self-deceit. Um, and anyone that's on here right now, 144 people, praise Jesus. God bless you all, each and every single one of you. you for a reason. So praise God. But again, we watch, we watch our, we watch our tongues. Um, and this is what bridling means. It means you have the control. You have to, you have to nip it in the bud. Like that's coming out because our hearts, what does Jeremiah 17 say? Don't trust the heart. The heart is the most wicked part of our body. The most wicked part of our body is the heart. And then what does Jesus say? Out of the mouth comes the abundance of the heart. Whoa. So now we've been warned that our hearts are wicked. Why does James say bridle your tongues? Be quiet, slow to speak. Because we know that what's stirring within our hearts is not of God, so we bite our lips.
1: I feel like raising my hand just to be respectful because I I have an so one of my issues with my tongue is because I'm a communicator and I'm a fast speaker and I can think quickly. I can overpower people in conversations, so I need to practice to raise my hand for the slower speaking South African brother right there. Um, that's you know he's a little bit more slower than I am, which I believe we're a good duality. You know what I mean? You compliment me, I compliment you. Love you, brother. But um, I saw Selena's question and and it goes hand in hand with what's on screen. So I'm going to read this and I'm going to address her question. It says, why do you pass judgment on your brother or you? Why do you despise your brother? For we will all stand before the judgment scene of God, for it is written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God. So then, each of us will give an account of himself to God. And Selena asked, Do, does that incorporate us as Christians because we are covered in the blood and we don't come into judgment? So there's two judgments. And let me make us big for this so JD and I can kind of touch on this. It, it's, this isn't a teaching on this. And believe me, there's uh, we talk about it all the time. There are a plethora of episodes we're looking to get into. <laughs> so eventually, we're just going to have all this uh, talked about. Two judgments. The first judgment is the that, that most of you all know about is that judgment for the wicked. You will not stand present for there. In fact, I'm a firm believer that there will be no giving and an account there. I don't believe that they'll get a chance to speak on that judgment. I'm pretty sure that's going to be a um, mouth shut judgment, if you understand yeah. what I'm saying. It's that's not the same. Yeah, that's. Yeah, there's, there's no getting a getting a chance to say, well, God here. No. However, we will we will stand before our Lord. Will you? Your sins are forgiven. This is not the same as your sins being forgiven. Your sins are forgiven. However, now that your sins are forgiven, you're walking Christ. You're not accounting sins, right? If you've you've listened to us, you've probably heard me and JD say this many times. As Christians, you don't have an account of sins. Like you don't have a, a checking account that's going negative, right? We are still, we still call ourselves sinners because we understand that we do sinful actions, but technically, please don't run with this. Technically. If you are free in Christ with the Holy Spirit, you're not a sinner. I want you to understand what I'm saying. You, a preacher, man. individual, conduct sinful actions because you walk in the flesh. So you're not sinless in the aspect of you're walking perfectly. However, as far as your how God views you, you're not a sinner. You are a saint. You are in Christ and you wear the righteousness of Christ. That's why Paul says you're you're not under the law. Where the law does not exist, there is no sin. So it's not that we conduct sin anymore. Now we do bad things that our father's going to ask us about. That's why Paul says all things are permissible, but not all are good for me. Right? Do you understand what I'm saying? Like I'm I want you to understand you're not sinless. It's a very because what happens is when babes in Christ jump to understand this, like that Ajani rain, they don't they don't comprehend it. So then they jump yeah. to like I'm sinless.
0: Sinless perfection, yeah.
1: Mm. Give some. Yeah. Mm. yeah, technically, if you're in Christ, you're sinless in that aspect of how He views you. You ain't walking perfectly. I need you to understand that. So, what does that mean? When you stand before the Lord, there will be a day where you give an account and rewards are given. Just like your children. Let pretend. Let's use Christmas as an example to really piss off the tour observers. You know, how on Christmas we say that if you've been bad, you get this. If you've been good, you did this. Well, in real life. You'll stand before your Lord, and there are rewards. The Bible doesn't that doesn't hide this. Jesus tells you, hey, don't store up your treasures on earth. Store them up in heaven. How do you do that? Serve the kingdom. I've got great blessings I want to give to you. Come do good things. It's up to you. Like, if you want to be a lazy Christian, you can. What's my favorite verse? All of you know that in the master's house, there's two types of vessels. Honorable and not and honorable. honorable. What yeah. do you want to be? Can you be, can you be saved as the dishonorable, lazy Christian? Absolutely. You put your trust in the Lord. Don't cry about once you get to eternity, if you're upset that, you know, and obviously you probably won't because eternity is eternity, but there's hierarchies in heaven. There's closeness to Christ, billions of people in the knowledge of Christ, the reward of Christ, like there's levels to this. Blessed are the feet that delivered a good news. You can't spend 80 years on earth and be like, well, it's not works, right? It's not a workspace religion. I could do whatever I want. You can't spend 80 years of your life saying that and then be upset if you're not elevated to be next to him in heaven. And that's not a boast, Amen. right? This is a very, this is usually a meaty conversation, by the way. This is usually not for young in Christ because they can yeah, hear this the yeah, wrong yeah. way. But I want you to understand that. Yes, will you stand before the Lord and receive maybe some chastisement verbally? Sure. In fact, this is my own opinion. Mike's not speaking on authority. Can I share with you guys what I really think is going to happen in this moment? I also believe that the Lord will show us in in our moment before we enter eternity all the reasons why I shouldn't be saved as a one last reminder of why I needed grace. Michael, here's your life. Let us not forget to talk about this. These moments right here as a reminder. Lord, I needed you. I'm not here because of my own needs. I'm not here because of my own uh, actions. That reminder might be one of those last reminders of grace, so that I cry at my at His feet one last time and say, "Lord, nothing I've done has mattered. Thank you so much for Your grace." Because no matter how righteous I may have thought I was, I was a, I was a wretched sinner.
0: Mm. Mm. Amen, amen. And 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 this is exactly we've got. We the, again, like Mark said, this is a meaty, meaty deep dive and we can have a podcast just on this with the with but what do we see very clearly in scriptures our sins are no longer being imputed to us but we have been imputed with what the righteousness of christ so again again it's not god sitting there with a little black book jesus christ has become our mediator he intercedes for us at the right hand of the Father. He is our advocate. This is why yes. when we went through First John, go back to our study that we did on First John. Uh, you're going to have to scroll because it's a while back, but go through that because we address this topic at length. So everybody that's new here and you've liked and subscribed, go look at the First John.
1: There's Regarding that, one. after I finish cleaning up the pl- playlists on my TikTok, guys, I will be doing the playlist for YouTube. So that way, each episode, you'll be able to be like, hey, the episodes where they talk about this subject, this subject. So that is coming eventually. just want to throw it out there. And we'll do it. Let, we will do an episode on this topic. Uh, Rhonda said something that actually is very interesting that I wish people knew ab- would recognize also. Um, Jesus talks about people entering the kingdom of heaven and inheriting. And he uses those in different ways just just throwing it out there don't get me wrong entering the kingdom of heaven is a win a win is a win not knocking that i want to inherit the kingdom of heaven but we'll have that conversation uh we will definitely have that conversation let's let's Amen. let's pull ourselves back on uh on the topic at hand um verse 10 so right after it talks about how with our tongue we bless our lord and father and then we curse the very people made in his image verse 10 says from the same mouth come blessings and cursing my oh, cursing, by the way, that word cursing is not what you believe it is today. Um, The F word is not a curse and uh, the S word is not a curse. The B word is not a curse. That what, what that actually is, is vulgar language. Why is it vulgar? Culturally, that word, those words make us feel certain ways. So they're vulgar. They're, they're nasty to us. Right. And that's based on cultural norms, environment, how you grew up to some people. Those words aren't vulgar. So this is also important for you on, on how you might judge somebody. If you hear Christian use the F word. Don't go assuming that they're not Christian. I see this often, JD, where people say any Christian that uses certain words, how do they use the word? I'm not giving people permission to say certain words, but there are some people that actually think that just because they use certain language without knowing how they grew up, who they grew up around, how they're using their words. That's not what the Bible says. God has not laid out. These are the words you can't use. You know who told you the F word was bad? The FCC, when they made decisions on what can we broadcast and and society, when we said what's vulgar, that's why slowly we've also seen language change. What couldn't be said on TV years ago? Like, ass, you can now, right? And I'm an adult. I'll say it. We can say ass now. There's actually a few more words we could say that I won't say on this show because we have children that listen, right? I'm not worried about ass. Everybody's heard ass. It's in the Bible. It's a donkey. But even our TV shows are changing, which changes the way people think certain words are. So what is an actual curse is to curse someone. What have I told you the greatest curse you could ever say is one that we slip out all the time. This is for educational reasons. The greatest curse ever is God damn you. Why is that the greatest curse ever? Do you know what that means? I want you to think about it. We will say, we will say GD with ease. Do you understand what it means for God to damn somebody? That's eternal condemnation. As JD said, the worst of the worst punishment to be, to be, completely smitten by God and destroyed worst thing you could ever say to anybody that is a curse that is the greatest curse you know what else is a curse I hope you fail yeah I hope you fail I hope your your father dies I hope your family this those negative wishes those negative speaking it at someone Those are things that are cursing somebody. Those are curses, yeah. If I came on here and said, guys, I hope you're having the best effing day in your life. And I didn't just say effing. Many Christians would hear this and make videos tomorrow. True Christian ministry said the F word. I was lifting you up. Again, we don't use it because I understand my, my, my environment. I am matured and I know how to use my words. But technically, I was lifting you up. I hope you have the greatest effing day of your life. But yet some Christians will, I just mentioned it. Make videos saying you're a moron.
0: That's that's terrible. worse. That's far worse. Yeah,
1: yeah, far worse far, than the F bomb. Far, it is far worse. Far worse to say to someone you're pathetic, you're a moron, you you don't even deserve this. And and I hope I hope God punishes you. All these things, way worse. But a Christian will get upset if I slipped up and said, What the f-?
0: yeah, yeah. And then and, and this is the thing with, with with ad hominem attacks, and we see them all the time. We see them on these live streams, and that's why like, I, I hear an ad hominem on a live stream, and I just leave the live stream. Like, they'll be, and I'll give you an example of this. Uh, baptism isn't required for salvation. Someone will come up, you're too stupid to understand the scriptures. That's an ad hominem attack. That's using someone personal, characterizing him personally and saying he's too dumb to understand the text. That is a curse. That is a curse. And people miss this. So they'll, they'll focus on the F word. And again, we're not saying run around dropping F-bombs. That's not what we're saying. We, again, focus on what, what the word, what the text actually says. The text is very clear that if you curse someone, again, we go to Proverbs, where he says life and death are in the power of the tongue. We can either speak life over someone or we can speak death over someone. Amen. Not like the prosperity gospel who uses this completely out of context saying, if you can manifest the good things you speak of yourself, I can, no, that's not what it means. But you can you can build someone up with your words or you can completely destroy someone with your words. You can make someone have the greatest day of their lives with your words, or you can make them have the worst day ever with your words. Amen. Your words... Have got the power to dictate how, especially our children. Our children do not respond. Our children do not respond to our words per se. They respond to how we act. If we've said something to our children, the tone we've said it in and how we follow through with what we've said is how they respond. If Mm. I go to my kid, my son, and I go, if you do that again, you're going to get a hiding. And then he does it again and I don't give him a hiding, my words meant nothing. My words meant nothing. And guess what's going to happen? He's going to keep repeating that behavior because he's seen that there are no consequences.
1: Amen. I just want to take a moment because it looks like Melissa said in the comments that she's switching to iOS and she's worried that some people might not forgive her. I want to let you know that that's actually um, something that you get plenary indulgences from. So because you're now going to Apple, uh, if you were going to go to purgatory, that's just wiped off the map. Um, I'm joking. Please guys, if you're new here, I am not. I'm out. That was an absolute joke. It. Uh, yeah. And because she's leaving Android, uh, Melissa, we can no longer be friends. Um, yeah. No, don't so. listen to JD. It's, it's okay. Um, he doesn't like Apple because he used to make them. Um, I'm joking. what happened, bro? Let's just look at apples. Let's look at apples. What happened to Eve? That wasn't an apple. It me- was an apple. It, uh, was a <laughs> it was a pickle. It was a pickle. Why was, was there a bite out of the apple? Why is there a bite out of the apple, bro? Why is there a bite out
0: of the apple, bro?
1: Well, that's why we have an Adam's apple.
0: Yeah, yeah. There we go. That bite got Cause, stuck.
1: Because Adam, yeah, he just, he just got lodged there. And now we all <laughs> walk around. Yeah, Yeah, ladies, you think you got it bad with your childbirth pains? I got a lump in my throat. What's up?
0: Well, I'm I'm, I'm grateful for all my Android brothers and sisters out there. We are We are a dwindling number. Our forces oh. are few. I yeah. love yeah. you guys. Stay but, strong. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted. I wanted to throw something out there. If you're, if you've been listening, what there's a common theme that I keep bringing to you guys. Don't focus on the what. Focus on the why. Even in tonight's episode, what have you learned? The why for the words, not the what. Don't worry about the what. Worry about the why. Why am I using, choosing these words? Before you type it. Before you make the video. Before why? What is my why, why am I saying these words specifically? Because we'll realize that, I don't know about you guys, but I will do this thing on TikTok and and I really highly suggest this for anybody else. I'll record a video and then I'll listen to it. And if I feel like it was too aggressive, I'll delete it and re- re-record it, right? Sort of like the old school method of before you send an email, type out the angry email and then delete it. Get the angry video out, just get it out. Just open up your camera and snap. You just let it out and then delete it. Hit that little X in the corner. You don't got to listen to it. Gone. All right. I got that out. Like today when I made a video, responded to the person that said something really crazy as a Christian, (laughs) many of you have said like, wow, I'm surprised you came in there with grace. I didn't start there deliverance from android for 4.99 yes no we do offer deliverance ministries here for android uh when i'm in next time i'm in i will cast the android demon out of uh jd there's only one demon that can supersede the holy spirit and that's the android demon it's actually shaped just like the logo of android (laughs) little green guy that's why he's able to maneuver the holy spirit he's real tiny gets in gets out makes you disgusting and just like an Android phone is terrible quality, and the camera is terrible quality, likewise the Android demon brings your soul down to that level, like pixelated soul. Your soul is like thirty-two bit. Oh man! We <laughs> got the
0: word of God. We're gonna, we gonna end up with some some ridiculousness, man. Well, we gave you guys a full hour and off. Mark, Mark, Mark didn't stick to his word. He said we were gonna cut it at the right time. We didn't cut it at the right time. But that being said, I've got to go. I've got to get my kids to school and my wife to work. I love you all. Grace and peace to you. Um, mm-hmm. I hope this was edifying. It was edifying for me. Mike, as always, good to see your face. Brother Bear, I love guys, you. And uh, I'll, I'll talk to you
1: later. Yeah, and guys, just let you know, you will be dealing with JD for the next two episodes. This is Mike's final episode for a week and a half. So um, you will... You will see me occasionally, I'm sure. You know me, I find ways to pop up somehow, whether it be uh recording and posting and whatnot. Uh, but you will not see me as much after this episode and tomorrow. But, um, uh, uh but I'm about to start slowing down for the next week and a half, uh, two weeks, something like that. So, JD will be taking care of it. I hope that. He's uh, uh, got some great stuff in store for you. We know he does. Um, So make sure you're back Wednesday. I know that you're going to say, Mike's not going to be there. What's the point? Why even go? I get it. I would say the same. But just don't let JD feel like, you know how JD's going to feel if he logs on. It's only 12 years. I need you to show out for him. Have the best turnout ever. I want you all here. 190. There's 146. If there's not 147 here on Wednesday, I'm going to be upset. Um, and I'm going to ask JD about it. So make sure you guys show up and um, support him. Don't let him find out the truth. You know what I mean? Let's not. Let's not-
0: Fine. I'm out. I'm out. I can't deal with this guy. Peace.
1: God bless you, JD. And then yes, guys, we will uh he's gonna hop off. Then I'm gonna go ahead and hop off as well. Make sure you guys tune in next week as well, or Wednesday. See, I even forgot the ivy. I'm just skipping Wednesday. Guys, be back next week. Uh no, be back Wednesday, 9 p.m. Central. Um, and I'm the only central person, so be back 4 a.m. South African time, guys. Be back 4 a.m. South African time. Um, 9 p.m. Central for you Americans or 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, I think 10 p.m. Eastern? Yeah. Uh, but be back and then also for anybody that wants to continue this conversation just for a little bit I will be over there on um on TikTok hanging out with everybody post podcast uh you know conversation I saw one person ask when will this be available um I will make sure that everything is uploaded tomorrow uh so tomorrow on Spotify Apple you'll be able to come back and listen to this if you want to do just the audio or this is available immediately on YouTube after this in fact if you have YouTube premium I think I'm not sponsored by it I mean I think you can actually like audio it I don't know don't pay for it though just saying if you already have it. Um, also, side note, I know some people have said that in order to not hear ads on Spotify, you have to have premium. If you don't have that, I can help you not listen to ads. You can go to the Sound SoundCloud link that's in, our, in the beacons down below, and you can go to SoundCloud and listen. That's actually the host where I upload everything, and it goes from there to Spotify and Apple. Um, SoundCloud works fine. And you, you won't have to hear any ads. So if there are ads that make your listening not as fun on Spotify or whatnot, then just go to SoundCloud and listen there. Okay? Uh, God bless, guys. I love you all so much. Appreciate you all for being here. And uh, for those that I won't see for a while, I'll see you guys soon. And I hope you have a blessed week. Go in peace, guys.